Energy connected with exceptional minds It's a healing in my soul, the feeling divine Dark rooms in my psyche, I turn into shrines All the haters' comments, I turn into rhymes Read it back and it said, ah, never mind Redirecting this radiant thought process To things more meaningful, I'm focused on progress It's selective commentary that I digest Only needs to be constructive or it's nonsense Nowadays seem to speak from my conscience Submerged in this rap world, directing this content To whomever have goals to accomplish This energy welcomes you to be one with Opportunity for you to have fun if You let go, feel free, and you love this Yep, the vibe Hi everyone and welcome to the Dimensional Dreams podcast. This is your host Didi and I'm so glad to be here with you today exchanging some vibes, okay? So we are about to get into part two of my second QHHT session. Um, if you've not heard the first part, it is two podcasts ago. So I did a little tidbit um, about Nebuchadnezzar. Um, which I'm still not exactly sure how that is related right now. And also a little fun tip, I actually went back and researched part of that where I was talking about this Vashti person, um, which is including in the book of Esther, I guess. Um, is included in the book of Esther... Uh, I can't really remember the story right now, but I was actually looking up a uh, Mashti because like I was explaining there that um, I kept calling her Mashti, um, but I knew that she was representative of Vashti. And so when I looked up Mashti, it actually says that there was an Elamite goddess named Mashti that they thought that Vashti was based off of. So I thought that was really cool. And really interesting. And you know, one thing about dreams, which I'm probably going to just start calling um, astral travel experiences, you know, um, is that, you know, you might not know everything that it's talking about. And sometimes the information might go against what you originally thought or what has been told, you know, over centuries and blah, 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 blah. Um, But what you get is relevant. So I thought it was interesting because I was like, okay, I think she was supposed to be like the wife of Xerxes, I think. I'm probably getting this all wrong. (laughs) Who I think is Darius, I think. Um, The Persian prince, I think. Persian king or something like that. Um, And, but she was said to be the like great, great granddaughter of... Nebuchadnezzar the second which is who I was talking about even though I just put Nebuchadnezzar but you know you know just assume that I'm talking about Nebuchadnezzar the second um uh, however what I saw uh I don't think that it was that far away um this guy could have been like her grand uncle maybe or something like that but it definitely wasn't a great great grand I mean, unless they were just having kids, like, back to back to back. I'm trying to think, because I guess people were having kids super young, so I guess, like, 15, maybe, like, 30, 45. I mean, maybe if they were having kids really, really, really young. But even just looking at them and their relationship to each other, um, I don't think a great-great would is is a thing. I think it might, like, a grand-uncle. Like, this look about excuse me, the age of a grandfather, but he didn't feel like her grandfather. He felt like he was a little bit removed from that. So anyways, I just thought that was interesting. Um, But before that, I talk about QHHT um, part one, which is Sophia. Um, And, you know, of course, it's very interesting. I'm not going to say too much about this um, because I was told not to mention a certain aspect of it. But... um, you know, there's also Sophia, who they also 
you know, is in mythology stories. And there is actually a woman in Guatemala um, whose code name was Sophia. So I thought that was very interesting. But anyways, we're doing part two today, okay? <laughs> we're doing part two today where we are going to be talking about um, the... Technically, it's like the third segment of the QHHT session. So the first segment is where you sit down with the practitioner and you talk about life, you know, growing up, um, childhood until where you are in life now. You know, sort of main themes, main characters, blah, 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 blah. Um, Just so they can get like a feel of who you are as a person, you know, some of your main, um, what's the right word for that? Main themes in life, I guess. Um, and how it's sort of relating to what a person is coming to a session to get, um, what they're coming to either figure out or what they want to heal or, you know, get started healing on, um, and stuff like that. So that's the first part. Then the second part is where you go into, um, the induction into this, uh, past life or some, other part of reality that is relevant to your experiences and what you're currently experiencing okay and then the third part is this part where we tap into a different the the easiest way I can describe it in a more universal sense is we tap into a brain state that has a different version of self that comes through which is what we call the subconscious or the higher self everything like that. So actually in my third session, um, I actually asked for a name to the being or energy that was going to come through. So um, I like to ask questions. So uh, sometimes I think it's a being's higher self, uh, which is like a dimensional, a dimensionally different version, which kind of correlates to a different brain state version. Um, sometimes I think it's more of like a future self, which sometimes gets kind of confused with the concept of a higher self. So this future self version is, you know, in the same density as far as like third density, third dimension, third density. Um, but it's like more of the complete, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, uh, best version of self. So they might have more information, but it's really on like how to get to this best version of self, which is not necessarily synonymous with a higher self. And then um, sometimes it could be the collective unconscious coming through. So anyways, it's a very interesting portion because in the sessions that I've had that are more textbook sessions where someone is... Um, their conscious aspect is, you know, kind of sitting, it's it's hard to explain, kind of sitting behind them and they have this other version come through. Um, it's unmistakably channeling a different version of consciousness or a different being, like unmistakably. Like sometimes you see people who channel um, and, you know, they're closing their eyes and maybe they're a little bit more eccentric, you know, maybe they're a little bit more talking with their hands, you know, maybe their voice changes a little bit. And that is a level of channeling. But when you're doing straight channeling, it's a whole different entity that comes through. For most people, it's a whole completely different entity. Don't have the same um, voice, not the same mannerisms, nothing. And it always comes through very specific very, um, you know, uh, sure of self. Uh, it, it's, it's a very amazing thing to see. Um, and if you're interested, I do have a portion of someone's, um, subconscious where you can hear the subconscious come through and it's quite different than the conscious person. So anyways, um, why is that, 
uh, important because people come to QHHT with a lot of questions about life purpose, what's going on in life, why X, Y, and Z has happened, what's the best way to make the most out of this lifetime. Sometimes people come with more esoteric questions, you know, about the universe at large, about deities, God, entities, when Jesus is coming back, a whole slew of different things. So it's tapping into almost like the concept of the Akashic record, like through a librarian, I would say. Um, And so the world is your oyster and what you can ask about. Now, that is a little tricky to say because you can ask, (laughs) but that does not necessarily mean they're going to give you an answer. (laughs) Doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to um, give you an answer. So... Uh, very interesting to say the least, um, and very informative. So we're going to be talking about my subconscious experience, and we're pretty much going to be talking about one, two, like five concepts. So five major things that I took from the session that I thought would be great to talk about in general. Now, for some people, it might be a little bit out there and that's fine. But, you know, one thing that I like to do when I hear something that, you know, I'm like, I don't know if that's true or whatever, is I like to just sit on it because um, sometimes when you're listening to things that you don't quite understand, you don't have a reference to, or it doesn't really make sense, um, I've found that it's not really about the truth of something, how true it is, or in what way necessarily it's being portrayed. It's actually about expansion. And sometimes I've realized that the spiritual realm has a way of putting you in a situation to where your brain can't quite get what's going on in order to expand your mind. So you'll get usually like something that seems totally impossible, doesn't really sound like it's true or whatever and then you'll be like I don't know and then usually that's kind of like them testing you like okay are we here yet (laughs) are we here yet (laughs) and so if you are not really biting on that they'll bring it down a notch and offer you something else until you start you know uh you know until you start feeling comfortable again and so they kind of know like where to start you off it, it's very much like you know like when you have a desire for something let's say you have a desire to move somewhere and you're like that's too big of a task for me to do because I don't have x y and z right and so they'll be like okay well we need you to move and we're giving you what's going to actually happen but you don't believe that you can get there. And so in a certain sense, it kind of is true. And so what they'll end up doing is offering you other things. So let's say you uh, like you want to move. And then the next visualization or dream that you get is you moving completely to an other side of the planet or something, you know, a totally different continent. Right. And then you're like, oh, I can't move because of family. I can't move because, you know, um, my kids, or I can't move because I don't have the money to do that. I can't move because I don't know the language, blah, 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 blah. Like all these reasons as to why you can't go, right? And then what they'll do is like, okay, well, what about if you don't move a whole continent? So we haven't even talked about like how long you'd be moving for, right? Because some people, when they don't believe something or they don't think it's possible, they put like no energy towards it. And so it's like immediately like, I can't move to France, you know? And so you don't know if it's supposed to be moving for like a summer, if you're supposed to be moving there temporarily for like a year or two, you know, which would totally negate all of the things that you're worried about, especially when it comes to like family, blah, 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 you know, it's not forever. But anyways, most people like completely shut it down. And so they can't even get like another word out. So instead they'll be like, okay, well, she doesn't believe she can go to France. <laughs> then how about we get her to Paris, Illinois? <laughs> it's not Paris right it's Paris Paris Illinois right and so then you're like okay well that's a little bit more doable because it's still within the states you know um it's not as far from where I am blah 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 and so I might be able to do that 
I might be able to do that in like three years. Okay. So they're like, okay, well, how about we can just move her out of the house? If we can just move her to a different house, we can get her comfortable with moving in general to see that she can generate revenue, generate finances to get. Do you understand what I'm saying? That this is how spirituality works as well. So, anyways, it's like a long preface just to say that, like, if it sounds really impossible and stuff like that, that's totally understandable. But what you can take from it is expansion, that it is a thing in some type of form in the universe. Um, and so, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, the first thing we are going to be talking about today. So when the subconscious comes through, the first thing that QHH practitioner usually likes to do other than a body scan and make sure that the body is healthy, um, we also like to see what the purpose of the lifetime or experience or memories are that came through in the session. And so we're talking about this very interesting session. And so the purpose that my subconscious gave for bringing up this lifetime um, was... Um, to learn the possibilities of consciousness. Not learn, technically to to remember that existence um, is very versatile. It's very, um, anything is possible in the cosmos. And so this version of my subconscious came through to say that I was way too wrapped up in Earth story and being a human, which is... Uh, like a nice way of being like you know you're too wrapped up in the limitations of what humans believe that they are pot are capable of and it is making you frustrated and so um it was very interesting because the energy of what the subconscious is coming through saying is that um shape-shifting this concept of shape-shifting right for normal human beings, that would sound impossible, that you can literally shapeshift into something else, right? Because in the beginning of my session, I had shapeshifted between a wolf and a woman. <laughs> now, on one level, somebody might look at that and be like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's talking about, you know, if you know a little bit about the military, you know that they have jackals. Um, that's a thing. Um, and so it could be like, oh, she's transforming from one personality to another. And at one level, that is true. But for me, it seemed like the subconscious is coming through to say that um, everything in existence is a form of energy. And so anything in existence, you can shapeshift into. And the reason why certain human beings don't believe that is because they actually don't energetically have access to being able to shapeshift. Um, that anything that's actually presenting itself as a blockage or presenting itself as, you know, a stopping block to changing, whether it's changing an aspect of, you know, um, your belief system, changing a thought pattern about yourself, changing a habit, changing a state that your body is in, um, changing your mindset on things, that those are all energetic blockages. And the best way to get around those blockages are to go to the core of what emotional energy is creating a blockage. And it seemed like it's saying that pretty much most of the time this is an emotional blockage that is sort of reinforced by other energies and maybe certain situations reinforces the blockage, but the core of it is an emotional blockage that emotions do have the ability to block access to certain things. Now, sometimes those blockages are placed on a being, and sometimes those blockages are, I mean, like, placed on a being from an outside source. And some of sometimes it's more of a reinforcement from an outside source from something that is, at its core, based in the person themselves. Um, which I thought was very interesting and very profound. Because um, honestly, um, in my dream experiences, shape-shifting, flying, a lot of these things are... Um, I won't say that like when I'm doing them, there's not like a sense of panic and anxiety because I'm like, this is not supposed to be real. Um, but it's a thing. It happens a lot. So when I hear about shape-shifting now, I'm just like, okay, like... 
I don't really remember how to do that or what that exactly looks like necessarily, but I know it's a thing because I'm shape-shifting all the time in dreams. Okay, so um, what she was also letting me know is that um, (laughs) she was letting me know that it was time to get off of my phone as far as double-checking information that I get in dreams and everything like that, like relying on that. Not that you can't double-check, but that um, Google is not a database for the entire system (laughs) of the world. And some people, which I thought this was very, very key, some people, um, you'll find that, you know, you get to this point to where you're looking for all this, you know, finding yourself and, you know, being at home with yourself and all these different things. And what she let me know is that, um, that you have fractals in different areas of the universe, of the multiverse in general. And so it goes beyond just the earth story and human story about past lives here and what you've done here and your ancestral, you know, your genetics, who you connect to and things like that. Because um, a lot of us, most of us, probably all of us, um, are more than earth story. And she kind of used an example saying that, you know, there are some people on the earth who still, you know, don't believe that there are quote unquote aliens, you know, like in the multiverse of all different types of excuse me celestial bodies and in the cosmos even just in this galaxy um there's countless galaxies there's still people who believe that um earth is the only one that has like human life or a life form that can communicate especially intelligently you know and so um she was saying that you know earth is not even the (laughs) the oldest planet in this galaxy and so the kind of thing I feel like that was being insinuated was that everyone pretty much is going to stem from outside of earth because earth was not the first to be formed um so I thought that was quite interesting um and that was like sort of the first area of things where what she talked about and then we went to the um second one the second one which talked about um oh um how uh overgiving and a lack of boundaries equates to uh financial disparity so what she was letting me know um is that most things start off in a spiritual sense a spiritual sense meaning that it is an issue of the spirit before it manifests into the physical body. And so she was saying that people who are financially drained, you know, find yourself broke, find yourself, you know, always scrimping and saving for money, or, you know, maybe you can't find your footing and hit a stride as far as careers and jobs and everything like that goes. And what she was saying is that this usually, most of the time, this stems from a person who is an overgiver and does not have boundaries. And boundaries um, can look different from person to person. Like, of course, you know, someone who overgives doesn't have boundaries in the sense of, um, you know, certain people are willing to give their very last Um, not including themselves and it's not about giving your last because of course the universe you know if you give with good intention and things like that will always bring things back around but it's like figuring out that at your very last you should still share with yourself too so you have like your last penny you know metaphorically speaking you don't give the whole thing away you still keep half the penny for yourself right there used to be half pennies you know (laughs) there's always a way to give but you always want to make sure that you save for yourself and then of course having boundaries which means that you know what your preference are you know what your likes are you know what your dislikes are and it's fine to you know sort of have people challenge your boundaries at times or you know um 
kind of highlight what your boundaries should be. But eventually going through this sort of trial and error of do I like that? Do I not like that? How do I feel about this? How do I not feel about that? Especially when it comes to interacting with other beings, especially certain beings with very intense and dominant personalities. Um, Eventually, over time, there should be a natural progression of you settling into your own energy and knowing that even if some situation comes out of nowhere something that you haven't seen before that you trust yourself to act as yourself and act in your best interest as well as the other person's best interest so this is not really like an energy of like it's you or them that's not really what boundaries are about it's really about um keeping myself as well as accommodating for this other person as much as I can which is very, very key. And so a person who overshares, who overgives, who's always letting people walk into their boundaries, you know, kind of like a house that doesn't have any windows and doors, um, then um, eventually it'll be that you will uh, financially deplete yourself as well. And so one way of metaphysically countering this, when you start putting up boundaries, you start knowing your preferences. Now, this is very deep. Um, it's to have a savings account that you don't touch. And it it is a savings account. It's a very like physical concept. But spiritually, it's really powerful because you're saying that no matter what you have going on, there's always a reserve that's always for you. And so when you always have a reserve that's for you, um, you can never be depleted. Even if on one aspect or one front, it looks like you are down to your last, that you always have something that is for you saved up in the background. That's important to have. Um, And so I thought that was very, very interesting because it makes sense. (laughs) And so boundaries brings clarity. Boundaries sets a standard for how even the universe at large, um, ancestors, spirits, you know, human beings who come into your life, um, how they begin to interact with you. It sets a precedent. And that's very, very, very important, especially if we find that you have financial issues. Um, and I guess it probably works the other way, too, if you're always, you know, giving out and finding people who always need from you as well. Um, also setting a boundary on how much you're willing to give um, when you're not willing to give um, and making sure that you have your mask secured also you can like save both people okay so that was the second sort of thing that the subconscious came through and talked about now the third thing that she came through and talked about um was why certain people experience negative circumstances So I'm kind of generalizing this, even though um, I was asking about something very specific. I'm kind of generalizing this. So this is not the answer to why overall people go through crazy things. But this is the answer for some people as to why um, certain things are allowed to happen. Okay. So from what I understand... um, This is mainly about an issue of naivety, (laughs) about naivety. There are certain people who I'll say um, come from or have spent a lot of time in different energies, uh, more positive, more community-focused energies. This reality that we're in currently right now um, does not feed off of that and does not work off of that. This is more of a a free will hellish realm. Um, and I mean, you can just look at the society and see. I don't really have to even explain that. Um, but certain people have been in this reality for so long that they believe that this actually is life. Um, but this is this is the accumulation of a lot of different decisions and certain boundaries that have been drawn. Um, to where law of attraction pulls energies together that want to have a similar experience. 
So this is not the only reality or only way that reality works um, throughout the multiverse, right? And just like a small example of this, like let's say that you grow up in a certain area where like crime and poverty is something that helps you to succeed, to get out of a certain um, situation. Um, you're going to tend to have a concentration in those areas of people who have those same uh, belief systems. Now, every now and then, you'll have certain people who land in this situation, you know, due to circumstances, blah, 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 where they don't necessarily share the same core values, um, but circumstantially or situationally, they have landed here. Those are usually the people that eventually figure out how to get out of that reality. Same thing when you have people who, you know, like let's say they value um, health, right? You have a lot of people who work out together, who go to certain restaurants together, who, you know, you might see them more at Smoothie King on the regular and stuff like that. Um, and they'll tend to uh, gravitate more towards people who have those same core values, right? Um, every now and then you might have someone who doesn't share those same core values, you know, be a part of it. Maybe they just like smoothies. Maybe they just had a random idea. Maybe they just saw Smoothie King going and wanted to stop in. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, uh, law of attraction is, is very, very interesting. And so overall, this is a hellish realm. Um, and so um, when you are existing in this realm, right, like... <laughs> You can't really have a unicorn in the hood. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't stay a unicorn in the hood. And it's kind of funny because I, I would, like, tell people this next thing I'm going to say. And I didn't really uh, realize, like, the gravity of it. But I would tell them, you know, I have certain friends who are really deep into, like, I would say it's more like new age movement and stuff like that. You know, and so their thing is, like, they're going to, like, ascend to 5D Earth. They're going to, you know leave this earth behind and whoever goes with them is ready to make the shift make the consciousness shift make the jump and so they're all gonna like go to the new earth and be fine and then the old earth they will have to repeat the cycle right and i was like you know that's very interesting um but in general uh you'd really be like polarizing realities because if you take all of your goodness with you and you completely leave, um, then you're only going to leave negative and it's only a, uh, a period in time until you're going to want to come back and help out. So it's kind of like setting yourself up to repeat again. <laughs> but along with that, like you can't, like by the time that you are this embodiment of this like 5D and blah, 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 blah you wouldn't be in this reality. And so at some point, at some level, there is like a like a a streak there that helps you to stay in this reality. Um I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but I don't know if I'm really explaining it correctly. But, you know, there's people who are like, oh, I'm love and light and stuff like that. But I'm like, yeah, but if you're in the hood, because I consider Earth to be very hood. If you're in the hood, then there's something here that attracts you here, too. And so there's like, there's some type of hood mentality. Excuse me. There's some type of thing that attracts you here, whether it's situational, whether it's like for a moment you broke your boundaries, for a moment you did something that, you know, is a little bit shady, whatever the case may be, um, you're here for a reason. And the only way that you can, like, get out of this level is to address it emotionally, right? Which helps other people address it emotionally. And then everybody can start to uh, raise them in consciousness together. Um, so anyway, sometimes your guys will put you through crazy situations because not necessarily that you're naive to negative energy, but you're naive to the negative within you. And so they'll put you in certain situations, um, to let you know that there's something within you that needs to be addressed that attracted this situation to you. So again, it's not being naive to negative energy because truly everyone that's that is in this reality, coexisting in this reality, has the potential to turn into a dragon. 
you know, airy fairy, you know, like love and light unicorn farts and stuff like that. Um, maybe that's an ideology of where they want to be at a soul level. Um, but if you are here, you have a streak. <laughs> that That's a fact. It's not all love and light. Not in that sense. You know, and in certain ways, um, tough love is, is very light. Um, you know, sometimes conflict can be light. Sometimes uh, anger can be light. Um, you know, there's kind of like a misconception of like, light is, you know, this, uh, you know, Jesus with, you know, turning the other cheek, but, um, this is also the same person that definitely tore down the temples and was like, get up out of my daddy house. <laughs> get up out of my daddy house. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's another aspect that they talked about is that sometimes you are allowed to go through go through certain things because you've in a sense lost touch with the aspect of reality about yourself and what this aspect of reality that you have lost touch with is subconsciously pulling towards you and so it's kind of supposed to be like a wake-up call like hey okay what am I doing right now that's calling this experience to me because clearly I'm not aware of it and this is going to help me to navigate like, you can't be a bleeding fish in a sea full of sharks. It, you're not going to survive. So there has to be a little bit of that, um, you know, in a sense, street sensibility about you. You're not going to survive if you think all is love and light. And it's not going to be like you won't survive because, you know, dark, I mean, like, light can't exist in darkness. It's because you'll be attracting things to you that you don't realize are part of your creation. Okay. And so the last thing that I want to talk about, even though I said five, but I think I'm going to end it with this one. The last thing that I wanted to talk about was actually life purpose versus soul desire. This was, this was um, such a light bulb to me. Such a light bulb because a lot of people want to know what their purpose is, especially if you're in relation to, you know, God, if you're in relation to a deity in other traditions, everybody, you know, I feel like hopefully, hopefully everybody comes to a moment where they kind of look at life and they're like, why am I here? What am I doing here? What is the purpose of this? What even is existence in and of itself? I mean, personally, for me, just realizing that I am some type of human on some type of planet literally floating in the middle of the galaxy and nobody has a really clear um, method that everyone agrees on on how we got here is wild enough. <laughs> you know, and certain things make sense because you've heard it for so long like literally there was nothing then there was some type of bang in the universe and then billions of galaxies formed and somewhere in their earth formed as well and we're only six thousand years old anyways whatever anyways um so everyone i feel like mostly everyone hopefully everyone comes to a space to where they want to know what their life purpose is and most people especially on this plane i'm not sure if it's the same in other different you know experiences and realities but um most people um are in relation to a some other higher intelligence source whether you call that source god um, Allah, maybe it's some specific deity from, you know, more ancient times or something like that. Maybe it's no God, you know, atheist, which still is in relation to a God because now it's just like the, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like anti-position of a God. I don't know if that's correct, but it's still in relation to a God. Um, even rebellion to God is in relation to God. <laughs> Um, so anyways, but just, um, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, you know, so it's like, okay, well, what is this energy's purpose of having me here, of birthing me here, placing me here? And so uh, we talked about the life purpose versus the soul purpose. Now, what I will say is that life purpose seems to be connected to your family, it's either like at a very core level, like at a very, very basic core level. Um, 
this energy, higher intelligent energy, um, either wanted you to continue your family line, which is not just the genetics. It's not really about like literally what genome you come from, but we're talking about certain tribes hurts, um, hold certain belief systems. They hold certain values. They have developed, like, let's say, their own um, identity. And so they either want you to further this identity, which furthering it means an expansion on it, which means to hone it, to, you know, create new aspects of it, you know, kind of like a tree um, with branches and the branches extend out to smaller branches. They either want you to expand on your lineage, values, belief systems, morals, stuff like that, or they want you to change the direction of your lineage, your genetics and stuff. So maybe along the way, um, the family has gotten lost on certain principles, certain values, certain things that are essential to this energy, this deity, this uh, deified ancestor, this godhead or something like that. And so they want you to come in and reroute the genetics back to where it's supposed to be. Um, it's one or two of those, it seems like, with life purpose, because life is about birth. It's about um, quite literally um, birthing people. Um, and maybe for some people, they want this lineage to kind of uh, pass from this dimension. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the thing, too. But it seems to be all in relation to literally life or death. So either the expansion of something or the shrinking of something or changing direction of something. Now, soul desire is I feel like what most people are actually looking for the answer to, which is how can I be in a sense like the most valued and useful on the planet? Like, what am I going to do that's going to make this being proud? That's going to also serve humanity um, give back to people and also, of course, help myself as well. That is your personal soul desire. So what way you want to use the information that you have acquired throughout lifetimes, which could be literally through past lives or through um, things, gifts of the spirit that have been passed down through ancestors, um, your natural abilities, the things that you are learning in this lifetime, trades, things like that. And how you can utilize those um, to help service the world. So I feel like a main difference between soul desire and life purpose is that the soul desire in what way it plays out is really not that big of a concern to these upper dimensional entities and stuff like that. So specifically how you do it is not necessarily, I mean, within moral and ethical codes, of course. <laughs> but, you know, like, if you want to be a jewelry maker, you want to open a hotel, you want to do cooking, you want to do art, you want to do blah, 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 blah. Um, in what way you do it, you want to be a spiritualist, you know, more of a mystic, healer, things like that. In what way you do it is not really of concern. What What is of their concern is that however you're doing it is like in alignment with you, that you're truly happy doing it and that people, um, um, that you feel like you are bringing value to people. That's what they're concerned in. So most of the time if you feel like, oh, I don't think God wants me at this job. Um, it's not really the job itself. It's that you're not happy at the job. And so figuring out, okay, so your soul's desire is that you have been at this job for a period in time. And whether it's due to the boss, whether it's due to people, whether it's due to um, safety concerns, whatever it is, you no longer feel in alignment with this job anymore then, um, then, you know, in that sense, God would want you to change. Now, the other thing is that when you are comfortable at a space and it feels like you are being called out of a space, I will say this, and I'm not going to say this is 100% of the time, but I will say that it's like 97% of the time, though. Um, it seems as though 
when you are comfortable in a space and they're pulling you out of a space, this is primarily due to the idea that, of course, you are not the only entity in this space. So there's other people with their free wills, with their desires and things like that coming into the space and that down the line, it will be out of alignment. And so there is a opportunity to either one, um, start to take more control over the situation and set a boundary for the job at large or to make the decision if you don't want to do that, which takes a lot of energy and a lot of time, um, if you don't want to do that, to actually go and either create your own replica of what you like or to move on to just a totally different situation. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a lot of free will in soul desire. And it's really more focused on your personal soul, your more personal oversoul, and what more society-based. Whereas life purpose is much more um, internally, more nuclear family-based. And so it kind of is about the outside world, but it's more about... um, the expansion of you or the reduction of you through your lineage and ancestors. Um, so I thought that that was very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Um, so yeah, those are the things that I say that I primarily learned from this that I thought would be really good to um, talk about and expand on that really holds some really, really deep truths just for being a human. And clearly being more than a human. (laughs) So that's what I wanted to say. And um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and end it here. I think that that was a lot to sit on and process. I'm still processing it myself. And of course, I will be back with another... um, With another... uh, podcast episode episode two I actually did write down all of the dreams I was gonna do for pop for season four um but now I can't find it so I'm gonna look for that so that I can do the ones I originally said I was gonna do because they all hold you know a specific reason as to why um but anyways I hope that that brought a lot of clarity to you I hope that it expands something that it brings insight, clarity to something. But I feel like like an overall message is like boundaries are important. So make sure that you have boundaries. And in creating boundaries, that's how you get a deeper sense of self. So that even when you start to have experiences that are outside of you, you can still find yourself in those experiences. And that way you don't get pulled into all these different directions that can affect both your life purpose and your soul's desire. Um, because sometimes we don't set that great of boundaries and we have people who like to overstep their boundaries. Ooh, it's 12:21 when I'm saying that, okay? The Faxingtons. Okay. That's um that's winter solstice vibes when the sun dies and it has to go into a period of deep contemplation, right? That's Jesus death going into the underworld, going into his shadows, going into you know, how we got to this situation. It's the life review. And then to um, be resurrected when the sun starts to come back and it is renewed again still in Capricorn season. Um, So anyways, um, that's what I would say overall. It's about uh, boundaries and shoring up your sense of self. And then you take yourself with you throughout all experiences. And then you start to see what your relationship to the world and other beings is at large. And that's what gives a sense of safety and also unity. Um, Also unity. Sometimes we think that like no boundaries means like all access, which is like unconditional love. But the more that I go through life, I realize that unconditional love... um, a more balanced approach is realizing that um, um, I am sure of myself and you might be a little unsure about yourself and that's okay. And what I can do is allow you the freedom to be who you are without the pressure of me trying to help you be who you are. 
And so unconditional love is also being able to healthily detach from something until it has its own free will to make those changes itself. Does that make sense? I feel like that makes sense. So it's not like free will. I mean, unconditional love is not like, if you need to beat me up, beat me up until you find yourself because I'll be here until the very end. I'll never leave your side. That That's a lack of boundaries. It's not unconditional love. Um, I feel like that's what I overall got from it. So anyways, I hope that it was insightful. And as always, if you have um, questions, you can email me at dimensionaldreamsdd, that's two letter Ds, at gmail.com. Um, and if you check the description of all my podcasts, that's where I have like my um, my services page. Um, so if you are in, um, you know, Phoenix, Tempe, surrounding areas, um, you can book a QHHT session. Um, and if you are not in this area, because this particular technique has to be done in person. And I have had people under who are like a completely different aspect of self. And it's like, you can't really do it in good conscience over the phone because they are somewhere else. So you do have to bring them back. And some people are so deeply ingrained with this other aspect of self that they almost like, it's kind of difficult to explain, but they are in that place energetically and consciously. And so the worst thing to happen would be like, <laughs> you like lose cell phone service or something. And they're like deep in the 1700s of China and something like that in their bed. You know, I think eventually they would come back to consciousness and stuff like that, but it's just not ideal. Um, so if you're not in the Arizona area, you can definitely go on qhhtofficial.com and um, there's a way to search for a practitioner in your area. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. Alternate stage of consciousness and stuff like that. Um, it's it's so vast and so interesting. And um, it's just fascinating just to see like what's below the surface and sometimes it's something that you wouldn't even expect. That's why I feel like at least everyone should have a try in this lifetime. So I'm sending you lots of hugs, lots of insights, and I hope that you do what your soul's desire is, that it brings you lots of fulfillment and lots of enjoyment in this lifetime and the next. All right, friends, until the next episode. Bye. Ooh, fun. And I just saw um, 866, which 86 is my Sedona higher vibration number. Also connected to Basset, which I did not know that originally, but that's super cool. Um, and we ended it on 1226, which is my birthday. Okay. Okay, bye. Man, I'm loving your vibe. Man, I'm loving the vibe.